Hey, good evening, everyone. This is the Discover It call. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about how it uses one of its most powerful tools, which is getting us to take things and people for granted. Now, um, we talk a lot about it, our internal thoughts, and that force that is always working against our best interests. And it has a ton of tools that it will use. And tonight we want to talk about how taking things for granted can be uh, detrimental to our growth and our progress. And uh, first I want to define uh, taking things for granted. Uh, Taking things for granted is, um, give me a second to pull it up here. to appreciate or not to realize how much something means to you. So it's to undervalue, to see a lack of value in a thing or to have a lack of appreciation for a thing or a person. And this first and foremost affects ourselves um, because when we're in a state of mind where we have a lack of self-worth, lack of self-image, lack of belief in our own possibilities and potential, then we take our own very life for granted. So we have a lack of value in our life. We have a lack of appreciation for our life. And when we're in this state of mind, it's very hard to see value in anything else or have an appreciation for anything else in our life, which is one of the things that brings us the most satisfaction is Gratitude, you know, being grateful for what we have, seeing an appreciation for life, being able to sense the beauty in life, the possibility in life. And if it can get us to miss that point, if if it can get us to not be able to see an appreciation or value in life, then it's going to undermine any possibility that we can grow and and become strong and be a positive force in our life versus it trying to control us and take us into a destructive direction. Um, It's very hard, as I was saying, to see a value in other people and other things if we don't first value ourselves. But even when we do begin to value ourselves, there's another tool that it will use where we begin to value ourselves, um, not say too much, but so much that we are not able to see other people and things. 
as having room uh, in our lives. And that just comes from, it's just the opposite of having little value or no value in yourself. It's once that value grows and becomes so strong that it crowds out any room for anything else. And uh, I always talk about balance and duality, and it's always something to be mindful of when we're working towards a goal is that we don't, once we begin working in that direction, we don't push so far ahead in that direction that we miss our mark and continue on past it. And that's something to be aware of because it is always going to be looking for a way in, a way to turn your intentions towards destruction. And if it can't, if it can't get you to to uh, destroy yourself through lack of self-worth, uh, lack of value in yourself by taking yourself and your life for granted, then it'll get it. It'll get you to do it by getting consumed in yourself and your value. And then you get so overwhelmed and your, your perception gets clouded and, and then you essentially begin, begin to self-destruct by way of uh, overvaluing, valuing yourself so much that you don't see the value in people around you, in uh, the tools that are in your life that can be used for positive. Um, It's a very tricky thing, especially if you're used to having, uh, for taking taking yourself for granted, having low self-worth, it's something that can easily take you, uh, take control of your focus because you've gone so long not being able to value yourself and feeling what it's like to have low self-worth and low appreciation for life that when you do get it, you can become overwhelmed by it. And you know, life seems so great and making yourself happy begins to take so much of your focus that you then devalue other people and their needs and other things in your life. Um, So taking things for granted, as you can see, is a very powerful tool for it, probably one of the most powerful tools, because if you don't take yourself uh, take and value yourself, value your life, and then find a balance with between that and valuing other people uh, and positive influences in, in your life, then it can turn you towards self-destruction. One of the uh, tools for finding value in yourself if you're prone to taking yourself for granted is to consider your strengths and your weaknesses. Consider some of the things that you've been blessed with in life. Um, Even in moments where it may be hard to see, try to reflect and think, well, what if, if there were some things that were good about me, what would they be? You know, what things that uh, I just have been given 
since birth or what things have I developed over time that I may might be uh, taken for granted, maybe uh, overlooking that are good about me, good qualities, good characteristics. And then also to make note of weaknesses, things that you, uh, challenges you may have. And to always know that the challenges are just things to be overcome, things to work on. It's not, uh, we often get, and it is to blame for uh, our hyper-focus on our weaknesses because if we can get consumed in what we're bad at and to the point where that's all we think about, then we're back to square one, taking ourselves for granted. We're taking the blessing that is a possibility of our life, which I think is the beauty of it all is that we are this infinite possibility. Um, And that manifests as weaknesses and it manifests as strengths. And then how we choose to look at that determines which direction we go, building up more strengths, building up more possibility, unlimited possibilities that we can manifest and achieve, and lessening or decreasing our weaknesses or making them stronger. You know, A lot of weaknesses we can turn into our strengths, and then others we can turn into less of a weakness, continually grow, continuously realize more and more uh, of the possibility, of the infinite possibility that we are. But it can cancel all that out if it can get us to focus on just our weaknesses. So to make note of our our strengths and our weaknesses, but to be realistic in our understanding that our weaknesses are just things that we can work on and, and continue our growth. They're not something to dwell on and to become uh, consumed with because there's so much more greatness to us, which is our strengths, but even greater than that is our possibility because we being born into this world and in this uh, uh, human body, we have the power to grow. We have the power to become We have the power to choose. We have the power to manifest. And that power is the greatest strength of all. And I think we get locked into the material. Um, When we think of strengths and weaknesses, we may say, well, I guess uh, strength is I'm good with math, so I'm kind of good with numbers, or um, I'm good at art. You know, I like to draw, and I'm pretty good at it. My weaknesses are... You know, I have low self-discipline. I can't seem to be consistent with things and this, that, and the third. But we don't realize one of our biggest strengths is that we have the ability to manifest. We have the ability to grow. We have the ability to create. We have the ability to choose, which is a power, you know, our willpower. We have that. Whether we use it or don't, we have it, you know, and that that's one of the things that makes us powerful, one of the things that makes us Um, truly special and to see that the more we realize that the less we'll take ourselves for granted because we realize that by focusing on our weaknesses only we're undermining the greatness that we already are it's not something that we have to uh, do or become 
something that we already have. And when we overlook that, we limit our ability to, to capitalize on that and to utilize that for good. So looking, taking inventory of those things and being realistic about them um, really can help us to develop a full percept- perception of our potential. And also meditation is something that's easily overlooked. And one of the biggest things people that turn people away from meditation is um, that it seems as though they're not able to do it successfully. So when you sit down to meditate and people uh, attempt to focus on the breath or to go into silence, they try to get their mind off of the day and the people that are bothering them, the things at work that they're struggling with. And whenever they, they can only count to three or four before their mind wanders off onto something else, they try again, they try to count the breath, they get to one, two, three, and here comes the thoughts coming in, and they say, see, I'm not able to do this. When in reality, the goal is to catch yourself, catch your mind wandering, and bring it back to the breath. Um, I was reading some stuff from Joe Dispenza about meditation, and something I've always been into and understood the basics of, but he's taken it a step further in talking about how we're, uh, I like how he brings science into it too, a lot of studies and a lot of concrete data that proves the benefits of meditation, which is uh, essentially we're always in a beta state of mind um, whenever we're performing daily activities. So between low and high range beta uh, frequencies in our mind, which uh, low can be uh, sitting, reading, you're in more of a relaxed state of mind, but you're actively conscious. You're conscious of your body and space and time. All the way through high uh, level beta frequencies, which is more like uh, anxiety, um, more of a stress response, more of a, maybe a um, heated discussion, things like that. When you go into meditation, you go into theta brainwave states or frequencies, and then even deeper states of meditation, you go into delta frequencies. But in those theta and those uh, delta frequencies, you're also going beyond the material, the material realms. So you're pulling your mind away from the, the known. He talks a lot about how we're, we're always recreating our reality because we're hooked and addicted to emotional states that we've learned from past pre-programmed conditioning. So from those states that we've grown up and been affected by for so long, we tend to stay focused. We become hooked into ruminating about these things, reflecting on these things, you know, stuck in regret, stuck in a, a mental loop about the things that happened in the past, and because of those things, what we fear will happen in the future, 
And by doing that, we continually recreate the reality that we're trying to escape from. But whenever we go into meditative states and we're able to push past that, which is just a series of mind wanders, you notice it, you bring it back. Mind wanders, you notice it, you bring it back. Just like going to the gym, you struggle to lift the weight, you you uh, take a break, you lift it again. You know, um, you keep doing that until you get stronger and you lift a heavier weight. Now that weight that you previously attempted is a breeze. So meditation is the same way. You continue to do that until you're able to sink deeper into more of a theta uh, brainwave frequencies and eventually delta brainwave frequencies. And in that place, he talks about how you tap into the uh, quantum reality where there's infinite possibilities, infinite um, frequencies. And in that place, you're able to manifest from the unknown. So it makes perfect sense to me, especially from my previous understandings of meditation, that we tend to get stuck in these loops where we're continuously recreating our reality based on the past. And in order to really tap into something that we have yet to experience, we have to remove the distractions that we're currently tied into, get beyond them enough to then project out a different energy, a different frequency. So from that state of uh, theta frequency mind wave, we project our intent, and that intent coupled with the elevated emotion like gratitude, joy, happiness, we then create a a whole new electromagnetic um, frequency. The the electrical charge is the intention. The The magnetic aspect of it is the elevated emotion. So utilizing that, we can then begin to, we use that as a tool to recreate our reality. And that's just an additional tool that you can use to reprogram the mind to shift our habitual thinking from lack of self-worth, lack of self-value, to one of gratitude, peace, and happiness. And last but not least is uh, utilizing a mentor, finding a mentor, um, opening opening up to help because of all the things we can do, uh, opening opening up and accepting help from someone is probably one of the strongest things we can do, although people tend to believe that it's a weakness. Well, newsflash is that we all have weaknesses. I was t- just talking to a friend today about that who has trouble opening up and expressing their emotions, um, has trouble asking for help when they need it. And I told her the same thing is that, you know, news flashes, we're all weak and we're all also strong. There's a duality there, but the weakness is something that we we cannot escape. So whenever we attempt to escape it and attempt to suppress it, it only drains us of our energy. 
So energy that we have inherent to our nature to create our destiny from that place of infinite possibilities, we drain it attempting to hide something that cannot be, can, cannot be controlled. A weakness is an aspect of our reality just like our strength. But you can't hide, you can attempt to hide either one, but it's, a, it's like being on a hamster wheel. It never ends. It just keeps going around and around because it's a part of who we are. So um, utilizing a mentor, utilizing meditation, I'd encourage everyone to get deeper into meditation um, as a form of and as a tool for reprogramming the mind um, and then also coming up with a list of our strengths and our weaknesses so that we can put it all into perspective and to also realize that even beyond our strengths and our weaknesses, we have the potential of infinite possibility in us. It's a part of the power of being human, of existing, and having consciousness. And that's something that we have even when we don't realize we have it. So why not realize it and start to appreciate it and value it and see how that can turn around the perspective that you have on life and help you to take things for granted much, much uh, less. It's an incredible feeling to experience the opposite of taking things for granted. Taking things for granted is painful. It hurts. It's sad. It's, it drains us of our ability to love and to create and valuing things, being grateful for life itself and the possibilities that we have to manifest and to create happiness for ourselves and for others is a completely joyous experience. So it's something worth taking into consideration and putting an effort into shifting ourselves from a place of taking things for granted to a place of gratitude. Oh yeah, I mean, I could, yeah, definitely. Hey, Carlson. Yeah. What does taking yourself and others for granted mean to you, based upon the call that uh, Ray uh, talked about this evening? Um, taking things for granted for me is. Is where my it just takes like like control of me, and I'm just like 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 speaking this from my own experience because like this has happened to me several times through my through my own journey of self discovery, and what my it has done to me is is like take things that like people have like offered to me that like that like not many people like really get or like even get the opportunity to even get for granted because my it is just trying 
to just to just limit me and just like not having like like have anything like more or less and and because of that it it planted this this katoma in my head to where to where I thought that I wasn't taking anything for granted until Paul pointed it out that that like I was like <clears throat> that I wasn't talking to him as much and and all that stuff and 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 I had excusitis and and what taking things for granted also did it it also made me backtrack on my progress and and I became a victim again and so what taking granted like so what taking things for granted is for me like what it means to me is just is just like another like tool that it like tries to just use to just like pick at you until like you eventually give up if if you're not like strong enough or or if you're not willing to just keep on just pushing through and not listening to it. So so that's what what I think putting things for granted is. Thank you very much, Carlson. And uh, thank you, uh, Ray, for the presentation this evening. Um, Ray, what have you taken yourself for granted in the past? Uh, can you think of one thing that you've taken yourself for granted for? Um, I, I mean, I've just taken myself for granted in general. Um, taking life for granted by not being able to see the the beauty in it, the beauty in nature, the the beauty in being born, being uh, being or having a chance. It's I guess the chance to find happiness, and I believe that we take for granted that chance before we're able to experience happiness, obviously. You know, when, once we experience happiness and we realize it's within our power to do so, then we begin to appreciate the, the fact that we've ever had a chance to, in the first place, you know, to be born, the miracle that it is, that it is to be born at all, and then to have the potential to grow and to find ourselves and to connect with our purpose and to realize happiness and peace and joy and to overcome our struggles and our challenges. And I believe that we have to have faith and, and, and hope to be able to get there because I feel that I fought for that realization long before I knew it was uh, real, you know, or long before I knew it was real for me. And we have to have that faith and that hope in us and be willing to fight. And I think what, for me, it was a realization that uh, I was going to fight for that 
or else I was going to die trying. That, that's what I always say is that I made up my mind I was going to figure out life and I was going to realize my true potential and my purpose here on earth or else I was going to die trying because to me that was still better than giving up and just accepting defeat and just accepting the fact that what I thought at the time was that life was just meaningless and that I was meant to be nothing and to have nothing and to be miserable and to be unhappy. And instead of accepting that defeat and that reality, I figured I would fight and pursue something greater than that, even if it meant I never found it. Because of of those three options, to fight and to find peace and happiness was obviously the highest then to fight for it and to never achieve it would be second. And then to just accept defeat and accept unhappiness and um, suffering would be not even an option for me for that. Uh, So I, I realized that I could take that power into my own hands and I could rule that out as ever being an option for me as long as I fought even if it meant dying, trying, then I at least was able to choose not accepting defeat. You know what I mean? So by the option I chose, I made sure that accepting defeat and accepting unhappiness and suffering and misery would never be my, that would never be my fate because I would die in an attempt to escape it with, you know, so I would either escape it or I would die in the process. I would never accept defeat and just accept that that was all that there was to life and all there was to my, you know, purpose. And through that, I found uh, a lot of peace, a lot of happiness. It's the place that I'm at, at now is I experience a lot of peace, happiness, joy, power, um, gratitude, all of those things on a regular daily basis, I experience a lot of it. And um, now I'm at a point, I think, like on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs of self-actualization because most of my focus and my energy is put into manifesting what, my, what I believe my true purpose is, my destiny here on earth, putting all that energy into bringing those things into the material world from the spiritual realm, which is uh, a beautiful thing that I don't think I would have ever gotten into this position had I not made up my mind to, to fight for it, even before I knew it was 100% possible. Well, thank you, Ray for the great presentation this evening. And uh, Carlson, thank you for participating. We look forward to uh, everyone being on a call next uh, Thursday night, 7.30. And call 515-604-9530 and put in the access code 655-145. We'll see you all next Thursday at 7.30. Thank you now. Bye.